there is a problem with Indian men. We hope to help all of you, all of you Daisy boys out there, in finding success with the opposite sex. The perspective of women on men in general is getting changed. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Daisy Boys Season 2. This is episode two with your hosts, Akira and Sam Patel, my brother from another mother, coming to you every Sunday. Well, we record it every Sunday and then we upload it every Thursday. Hey, guys. Hey, Akira. How you Um, doing? Really enjoyable to have with you again, once again. Of course, of course. I heard it's raining out in San Francisco. Yeah, it's raining. We had power outage. Now it came back, but I'm I'm not sure whether there's going to be another power outage today. But if so, then it's going to be disastrous, man. No internet, nothing. Just no lights. Oh, come on. We can live without that. <laughs> yeah, we can live without it. But, you know, but still, your mind is on an autopilot, right? It wants yeah. I, I come from a generation without phones. Oh, you really? know? Oh, yeah. Like, we didn't have cell phones. We had phones, of course, landlines. But I come from a generation without cell phones, so I know how it is to be able to manage without that. If I don't have my cell phone with me, I'm still good. Oh, wow. That's I don't cool. lose my mind over it. It's like, oh, I forgot my phone. Shit. No. <laughs> so you know how to navigate through that stuff. I know how to navigate. So speaking of navigation, let's navigate to the topic today, which is rapport building, right? And I think you had an interesting experience. So I'll let you start this, Sam. Okay. So rapport building is a simple concept. It's overly used, but widely misunderstood. What is rapport yes. building? Because people think you, people generally say you need to have rapport with the other person. But then I realized rapport building is, uh, it's not just about the communication. It's also about nonverbal communication, the body language. That mm-hmm. is a very important role. And um, one thing that I can uh, talk about is with my experience with my fitness coach yesterday. And I was talking to her for a while and after a while she was mimicking my body language. And how, how can I say that? She was holding paper in her hand and I put my hands in my pocket, in my pant pockets. After a minute or so, she put that paper on the table and she put her hands in her own pockets. And I could, I could see that change. It happened naturally, mm-hmm. but part of my mind was looking for that thing where the you were aware was. of it. Yeah. And I was surprised. And whatever expression I was doing, she was doing the same facial expression. Like, you know, like the subtle smile that I give when I express something, she was giving that thing, the body, the inclination, the angle, everything was so, uh, you know, uh, was reflecting on her. And whatever I was saying, if the intention was playful, she was taking it as playful. If the intention was serious, she was taking it as serious. So the power of rapport building is once you have the rapport intact and whatever you say with an intention, she will get the same thing. Like if you feel playful inside, she will feel playful on the other side. Of course. And and I didn't have to use any advanced game tactics or anything. Uh, All I had to do was being like, if I had to be playful, I was saying some stupid stuff and she was laughing, giggling. And uh, I was like, wow, this is so easy. But if you have the rapport Mm -hmm. intact and, uh, and the ways I did was I first, I mimicked her. I mimicked her body posture 
I mimicked her breath. Uh, I couldn't know how she was breathing because she was a bit far away because it was in the gym. But I mimicked her, you know, how she was standing and all that stuff. So there was a partial mirroring that happened. And then the conversation, I was a- asking a lot of uh, deep trans questions, like uh, why she wanted to do my fitness and her story, Nevada, Reno. And from there, I didn't even know there's something like Archie yoga. Is it something like Archie yoga, aerobatic yoga, you know, where two people stand on top of each other. and all Oh that. yeah. The couples yoga kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the rage right now, actually. Oh really? It's, it's so popular. Yeah. Couples yoga. You should actually get her to do it with you. <laughs> that's what I told her. I, you know what? I'm from, I'm from the, I'm from the Indian subcontinent. I never did that. I explore a lot of Hatha yoga, heart yoga. I said heart yoga and she heard it as Hatha yoga. I was like, yeah, Hatha yoga is very, is very. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's. <laughs> no, no, but you brought up a very interesting uh, a topic. I have to admit because rapport building is something that I heavily emphasize on. And you know me already, you know, I love, you used to tell me like a lot of, yeah, I love rapport building. That's one of my favorite things to do. Right. And of course, for the listeners out there, Sam already knows the tricks that I have, but we're going to talk about it. So that the audience understands this. Now, what Sam brought up is essentially a very interesting, I would say concept in the world of social interactions. And that is mirroring. Okay. This is very common amongst people who study NLP, like myself. This is a term that we use to describe the action of mimicking the opposite party's behavior, right? And we're going to talk about, we're going to break it down. We're going to expand on it. So what is mirroring? Essentially, I'm going to use Sam's experience as an example here. What he was doing was he was adjusting his posture. He was adjusting his angle, the way he was standing, his his body language, his tone. Every time he did those subtle changes, he made those subtle changes. What he was actually looking for was for the opposite party, in this case, this instance, his fitness coach, to follow or mirror his moves. But in order to do that, somebody has to initiate it, right? Yes, that's correct. So am I wrong or am I right in saying, Sam, that you initiated the mirroring by copying her movements? Yes, uh, I initiated it. uh, And later on, she followed me. Exactly. So that's the key here is to first initiate the mirroring process by subtly, very subtly copying the other person's behavior, right? Yes. Very subtle actions. For example, if they're, if they're sitting a certain way, you want to be sitting in almost a similar way. So for example, if they have their hand leaning against the armrest of a chair, you want to be doing the same thing, but don't make it too obvious, right? There's a, there's a 10, actually a three second rule where every three seconds you try to mimic their behavior very, very subtly. Give it some space. Don't make it obvious. Don't overtly do it, right? Don't show that you're raising your arm and then you're going to lean against the chair. Don't do that. That's going <laughs> to that's gonna look very awkward and they're going to find out that you're trying to do something. So I have one point, Akira, here. Sure, you go said, ahead. 
not to do it, like don't overdo it, right? Even I would like to use the word, you need to allow it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was in, when I was in Vegas last time and when I forced it to happen, it failed. But when I subconsciously in my mind, I've put the start that I'm going to do rapport building and my, I will gently copy her. Mm. When I have this thing in my mind, it happens naturally and you'll feel the power of it. Yeah, and you do. That, I also did it with my roommate yesterday uh, and I did it. I did it. All I have in my head was I'm going to build rapport first and then have a great conversation. And my subconscious t- took it over and it was doing its job. And I saw that guy was mimicking all my body postures. Like at least he did like 60% of mimicking, but the topic was too intense. So he was going out of frequency all the time. Uh, but when we were in sync, we were exactly like the, the, he put his leg on his other leg. I was putting my leg on the other leg. He was scratching his other leg. I was scratching my other leg. It was, it was creepy at one level. <laughs> <laughs> he started feeling creeped out by that. Eh? Yeah. Wow. No, the thing is, here's here's the here's the reason why mirroring is so powerful. You know, when it comes to rapport, now for those of you who don't know what rapport is, I mean that's a whole different topic, but rapport essentially is when you are connected to someone on a deeper level, right? It's not just a surface level connection. There's a deeper connection, a bond that is formed where the other person begins to trust you and then you start trusting the other person back. So it's a mutual silent understanding between two parties that are interacting with each other. That's essentially what rapport is. So when you start using the process of mirroring, what you end up doing is you end up fueling the rapport process and actually kind of fast tracking it a little bit so that the rapport is built sooner rather than later. That's all you're doing. It's essentially a social hack, right, Sam? Yes, that's correct. So the, the general knowledge, the general knowledge that's in the public is it takes time to build rapport. You know, you have to go through a lot of phases with exp- phases of experience with the other person. What we are doing is we have, we are like, as you use the word hack, we are hacking into the system mm-hmm. and we are mimicking it. Yeah. So because of physiology, the psychology follows a physiology, right? That's right. So we are forcing the physiology to act in a certain way. And because of which the psychology is right. And that is the esoteric stuff that not many people know of, the, the whole idea of mirroring. Yeah, it's very esoteric. I think there's a lot that, I mean, we use a lot of metaphors when it comes to teaching some of this stuff. I mean, as a coach, when I teach this stuff, I use a lot of metaphors to explain these things. But essentially what Sam is saying is that these hacks that we give you, these are vital if you really want to escalate your social interaction with the opposite sex, right? If you want to get, you, if you want to develop a level of connection with a lady, then these are vital skills to have, right? Yeah. And it's not just rapport building. There are a lot of other uh, body postures, movements that you do. Like when two p- people are feeling attraction, there's a kind of body posture that's there between yes. them and the party. So if you can inject it in the conversation, they will feel mm. it. Oh, they're going to feel it for that's, sure. That's, that's And then I realized, man, I re- so the game part, like whatever it has to do with language can be reduced to 20%. 
80% you can do non-verbally, uh, you know, the non-verbal communication will take care of. The 20% you can just focus on the game part. 80% you can fit in all the rapport buildings, these kind of uh, esoteric stuff. And it's mm-hmm. easy uh, and it's cool. Part of the problem is all this stuff is there out in the public domain, but it's kind of encoded and hidden. So not many people know about it. All right. Here are some statistics that I'm going to give you. Did you know that 38% of communication is tonality? And out of that 38%, 7% is the actual spoken word, the spoken language. The no, remainder... I didn't even know that. Yeah. The remainder, all of that stuff that that doesn't belong to that 38%, uh-huh. it's all nonverbal. Wow. So you're saying... Yeah, that's what I felt yesterday from the interaction because, you know... This is something very interesting, Akira. Yesterday, I met this. This is the first time I'm talking with her and she had the fucking mask and everything. I was in rapport with her and I was talking silly, stupid stuff. I was just talking about, she was doing some arch yoga or something like that. And I was making fun of that, you know? I was telling her, what if you fall on her? What if the, you know, it was all stupid stuff. No Mm. meaning, nothing. But we were in sync with each other. There was a rapport, there was strong rapport connection with us. And apparently there was a phone that was ringing and she was working there. The phone was ringing. And I thought that she will break the rapport and the conversation and she'll attend to the phone call, but she didn't do it. And the guy was leaving voice mess- uh, because it was a company's phone. The guy was leaving a voice message and we could, I could hear that. It was like, Hey, I, I need to attend. Uh, can you give me the timing? I need to book a slot with you or something like that. But she was not attending to that stuff, but she was so entranced with my, uh, whatever, whatever I was talking. But I think I, if I didn't know this idea of this whole idea of rapport building, I would think that it's my language that was taking control, but I don't think it's a language. I think it's my, the, we were mirroring each other so much and there was so much of, uh, you know, we were so much into each other This uh, <clears throat> because we were, we were, we were too, like, she was like, Everything, whatever my facial expression, she was mirroring it. And I felt that was like, um, I I felt wow, but I also felt a little bit creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, what's funny is you only know it's creepy if you start becoming aware of the process. Exactly. If you're aware of it, then you know, what the fuck is happening? You you know, it's, uh, here's the thing about rapport building. When when we start doing it and we're, we're aware of the process, we're aware of what's actually happening. Remember in the previous episode where I spoke about the role of the observer. Yeah. There's one guy who observes everything. Yeah. We start becoming the observer. If you really think about it, because we are outside looking at the stuff happening. Yeah. Right. We're not. Yeah. It's actually very powerful. If you think about it like that, because we're able to control it. Think of it like this. I'm going to use a metaphor here. I'm a huge fan of metaphors. You know, when you, when you play a game of chess, right? Who's moving the pieces? You are. Yeah. Correct? Yes, I'm moving the pieces. Right? So in this instance, who's building the rapport? You are. I am building the rapport. Yeah. So would it be correct to say that just like in chess, you actually are looking at the pieces from the outside and you're planning your strategic moves as you play. In the same instance, when you start developing rapport, you're strategizing your skills so that 
you know exactly where to move next. Yeah, that's true. I can I can know where exactly to move next once I have the rapport building intact. I yeah. can smoothly navigate. And not just that, the other thing that I noticed yesterday was once we have that connection, even for a small question like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do the arch yoga? And I got all the mm. checklist in our mind. Like, I want to be free. I want to be hippie. I want to connect. I want to float <laughs> in the air, this stuff, yeah. all that shit. So pretty much I got the, all the emotional graph that's there in our mind. Mm. And, and you know what? She like, we can have two sessions with any coach and she was like, Hey, the next session, I'm going to be with you as well. So book me. Don't, don't go with the other coach. I'm going to be with you. Call me anytime, except in the midnight, because I'll be sleeping. So we have an app. So she'll like message me anytime. We will put a time for you and I'll coach you once again. I'll like, well, we know where Sam's going to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> so let this be an inspiration for all the listeners out there. Sam, if Sam can do it, anybody can do so it. So can you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there used to be a show called Yan Can Cook. This was back. Yeah, this was back in the 90s. I grew up with that show. And he used to always say at the end of his show, he's a chef or he used to be a chef. I don't know about now. I think he's retired because he's probably very old. But he used to always end the show with a tagline. He used to always say, if Yan can cook, so can you. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to use that. Yeah. If Sam can cook with the ladies, so can you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say, but the one thing that I would like to give to the audience is don't force it to happen. Oh, yes. Yes. The initial conversation, when you're in the initial conversation, that's the time where you have to force it just to inject. It. I wouldn't even well. use the word force. I would say it's more of a, 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 a gentle nudge, a push. Right? Exactly. You're right. nudging the situation to the point where she starts developing that rapport with you subconsciously. That's correct. Right. And the other point uh, I want to highlight, Sam, is all of this stuff, everything that we're teaching happens on a subconscious level. Yeah. I think it's, it happens way below the conscious awareness. I mean, you yeah. can still be aware of it by your observer, whatever thing that's exactly. there in the mind. They, it can, it can see what's happening, but from a conscious awareness, you cannot do that. For sure. No, you can't because then you're just moving with the flow and you're not in control. You're not in the driver's seat, right? The idea of these skills that we're potentially teaching everybody out there is to take control and be in the driver's seat. That's what we want for everybody because it's high time, especially in the Daisy community, that we take control of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just moving with societal norms and and programming that's essentially not necessary. Yeah. And apparently adding on to that, what Akira said that, uh, you know, we need to take control right now, at least in California, a lot of people have this fascination for yoga, Eastern philosophy and all that stuff. So it's very easy to, you know, mm. connect with people, at least in the Bay Area. I'm not sure of the East Coast, where the West Coast, people are heavy into like all the yoga stuff, man. So, it's huge. <laughs> all you got to yeah. do is call yourself a yogi and then you're a chick magnet. but you know what that's it's funny that i brought that up because i actually saw this dude he he had he had these huge bead beaded necklaces on his neck like he had like more than one he had like two indian guy guy? 
I want to say he probably was Middle Eastern or I don't know. It was weird. The guy kind of looked like a blend between Indian and something else. Okay. Okay. Right. And so he basically had all these necklaces on him and he was wearing this low cut top and it's cold outside. So I was really surprised that this guy was getting away with just a t-shirt. It wasn't even a t-shirt. It was sort of this traditional, what do you call that? That outfit in, in, in Hindi, what do you say for, uh, what's that? Kurta. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kurta. He was wearing that, but it was sort of that stylish Kurta. It was like that. Short one. A short, short one. Yeah. With the little V-neck thing uh, and yeah, yeah. exposing his chest. Uh-huh. And he had this beaded bracelet on his, on his wrist and he, he was wearing sunglasses. Guy kind of, he looked like a cool hippie. And so what was interesting was we were in the same mall. We were in the shopping mall and this guy, as he was walking by all these kiosks, all these different kiosks with lady staff, female staff, all of them were looking at this guy and smiling and smiling to each other. I could see them smiling to each other. It was just, it was such a vibe. I mean, we spoke about style and vibe in a previous episode, but just knowing that this sort of style with this whole spirituality thing is such a huge, huge trend in North America. Uh, I would like to add one point. It's a huge trend, but, See, it might not work for everybody because you need to project that as well, right? It's not It's not like I can wear all the fancy stuff, but if you don't project it, projection is so important because I, one thing- I Hugely think important. Yeah, because if you don't project it, then pretty, it's like, it's like the clothes are wearing you. You know, you are wearing yeah, the clothes. You're not wearing you the clothes. Project that, that, uh, that thing from your heart or whatever. Then it actually, like you were saying, right? You're still talking about him. That means he made an impact on you. At some level. He did. I, I'm not going to deny it because at some level, I thought that that was a really, really cool vibe. And then again, yeah, like it. you said, you felt project, it. Yeah, I felt it. I felt it myself. And I've been in the opposite. I've been in an opposite situation where people have felt projecting. my vibe and I was exactly. projecting a certain vibe. Yeah. Right. And so what you're saying is absolutely true. And I think it's very relevant to what we're talking about because Rapport building, again, all of this stuff happens on a subconscious level. So if you can project that vibe, like Sam says, if you have that intention, if you can project that intention to that person while you're using the skills of mirroring and other rapport building skills, I think we need to do another episode on rapport building because I think there's a lot to talk about. There's other skills Actually, that we, we can do. We can talk about poses, how pose. Yeah. So stay pose. tuned for that next episode where we talk about poses because we are coming up on the 30 minute mark here. Yeah. But essentially what we're trying to say to the audience, all of you out there is try to learn these subtle skills. These are such important skills to build and not just for Seduction. meeting, you know, meeting females, meeting ladies, meeting women, for dating, it, it also applies into your general lifestyle, like your career, your social interactions, right? Yeah. And one thing I observed is the more rapport you have, the more you enjoy the conversation. That's for something sure. I realized. Because when I, when I did, when the body language was not matching, the, the conversation was a little bit, uh, was heavy for me. It was, it was yeah. discomfort within my body. But when we had a body match and when there was good rapport, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. 
So that's something I would like to give to the audience that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very important point you brought up, Sam. But anyways, we're going to expand on report building in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at Daisy Boys Now. And I'm going to put the link in the description. Also, make sure you stay tuned because in this season, we're probably going to bring two or three special guests. All right. We're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about some very interesting topics. So you don't want to miss this. Sure. That should be fantastic. <laughs> I know. Also, we're on all the possible podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, you name it. We're on everything. So go check us out. Daisy Boys, season two. And from Sam and myself, cheers. Thanks. Namaste. Yeah. All right. Take care. Yeah.